today's daf is daf lamed bet, and the, the mission begins as follows. But me inu atzer. We began with the animals. It's not considered a masoi, or um, there's no concern it might fall off and you thought you're not picking it up because you fastened it. So now it says here are the things you, that animal cannot go out wearing. First is loyets of a metotelet. And metotelet, you're probably familiar with the bubbly's explanation, but we're going to see in the Gemara exactly actually refers to something else. We'll get to that in a moment. Now, could ragul is different explanations of what this could be, but it's we'll see in a moment that it's it's restricting its movements by tying its legs together in particular ways. Okay. Also, other bear mot. Now, why can't you tie it? Well, we haven't got to metotelet yet. We don't know exactly what that is. But when I could ragul is because when you straight, restrain its legs in this way, it is actually what's called shmiria tera. Once again, once it's excessive restrictions or restraint or protection, then it is considered masoi. Then it says, you cannot tie your camels in a train, one after the other, and 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 lead them along. Again, the Gemara will explain what the issue with that is. But what you can do, you can grab a whole lot of the, if you like, the, the ropes that are tied to each of them and have them all next to each other and hold them in your hand, provided that you don't wrap them around your hand. So there's a lot of things we need to unpack in this Mishnah, but we'll leave that job to the Gemara. Now, in the in the, I mean, if you like Mishnah, the Bavli, I think as well, maybe discuss it this way, is that it's yeah, it is a Bavli. It's referring to this mutotela, some some sort of uh, cloth that they put for simon around its tail. However, the Gemara doesn't say that here. The Bavli explains it. It's kahada kipa dehi mas givinta. It's sort of some sort of like cushioning that they would put around by the hump of the camel in order to give it a flat surface. Okay, he says, uh, not there. He says it's a kar katan, which is like a cushion. Right to to smooth, to give you a flat surface, to smooth out that that region. Okay, so very different understanding. Next, what's akud and ragul? So akud is the way they would res- restrain the animal is either by tying its we'll say shteyado, so two hand, front feet together, or ragul is shte raglav or feet together. So biadochat, sorry, make it not two two front feet. It's a front and back foot is biadochat, and ragul ishte raglav is two that say two feet together. Okay, when I'm saying yadon raglav, hands is the front feet, um, raglav is the back feet. What's interesting if you're familiar is that the ragul, the way the Bartonur explains it, is you get one foot and sort of bend it against itself and and tie it together so that foot, foot the foot can't extend. But again, the Yerushalmi doesn't explain it that way. Let's continue. You're not allowed to, again, put all these camels in a train and then pull them along. So, because, because of suspicion, I mean, it looks like you're doing an Avera. So, people would say, so and so, so and so, this is on his way to do work. Now, again, if you're familiar with the Mepharshim Mishnah here, um, then they said it looks like you're going to sell them. However, in, in, in the event, it looks like you're doing something that's not called Shabbistic. Okay, next. Now, what's the issue of grabbing all these um, uh, leashes? They're not really leash, but these ropes that are tied to the gavalim and wrapping around your hand. It says, um, uh, Now, this is important um, because, I'll read you a bit of the Korban, when you wrap it around your hands, um, it's actually warm your hand. And the question is, you have to be mitkavent for that or not, but that's a... 
it's a shayla from more eon. And therefore, you're, and the different leadings or the ropes that you're using, one might, made it, one might be made of wool, other one might be made of pishtan, and therefore you're taking these two different fabrics and wrapping them together and warming yourself with it, isur kilay. Interestingly, though, that I haven't seen before, Reb Chaim says, this is on the Mishnah, actually, he says, and actually tie them together, not just have them wrapped around. But um, I'm not sure what you want to do that, but let's continue. <coughs> Where were we? Here, so Rav Yehuda B'Shem Shmuel says, Amro miyado asur, umitzavra behema mutar, she'in la behema, you will see here Masoy Shabbos. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about here when you're leading this animal by a rope, that you can't extend out past your hand because the rope that's, you know, so just visualize this. Obviously, you've got the rope that's between your hand and the neck of the animal. And also there's rope that's extending out, out past your hand, which is how you're holding it, correct? You're not necessarily holding the tip. So what we're saying here is you cannot have it. It says, Miador, it's going to be a problem. Read Reb Chaim. says, You're not allowed to have a hanging too far past your hand. Um, the issue is, is it looks like if you're going to have too much rope extending past your hand, it looks like now you're carrying. Because it's not being used to restrain the animal anymore. You've got this extra rope that you're carrying past your hand that you don't really need. Okay. Um, however, mitzavar behema, it's different. Mitzavar behema, it's okay. It's mutasha in laba mama soy b'shabbos. Now, this might give you pause for thought because we thought the whole issue with animals um, going out with things that are unnecessary because they're carrying. What it sounds like here, she'ain laba mama soy b'shabbos, the habema ain mutsuva masoy b'shabbos. So uh, that's what the parish is here. We have to explain what this means. So just hold out for a moment because the Gemara is obviously going to question this. We'll get to that in a moment. Now, what's this talking about? The Kormanet explains it somehow wrapped around the neck, but Reb Chaim doesn't say that. Because it's not Al-Tzavar, it's El-Tzavar. Okay, Karuch El-Tzavar. So how does it explain this? It says, Even the part that's in your hand, the rope that's leading from your hand all the way to the neck of the animal, that part, you've got to be careful it doesn't loop down too much. However, if it's just hanging from the, it sounds like hanging from the neck of the animal, it's okay. Because in other words, all these things, it might appear like you're carrying as well. So we've said anything standing, it sounds like anything standing past the hand is no good. But even <clears throat> when you're leading the, this animal, the part, if you let it droop down too far, we'll talk about what too far is in a moment, it also might look like you're carrying. But anything that might be hanging from their necks, an animal's neck, just like, you know, if you let go or something like that, that might not necessarily be a problem. Um, because, again, we'll have to explain what that means. So, Rav, we need a bit of patience in this, I guess. It says, Rav Huna, Rav Yehuda, Trehun, Amri, B'Shem, B'Shmol. Both say the name B'Shmol. Chad Amar says, Miado, Asur, Mitzavar, Behemah, Mutar, Bechar, Nemecham. One understands it, presents it like we said. Miado, the extension from your, the, the hand of your, past, past your hand, it would be a problem. But that's the mitzvah. If it's hanging from the neck of the animal, then it's okay. And the other shita switches it around. So manda amar miado asur. The shita that says if it's standing past your hand, that's a problem. Mishum masoy b'shabes because it's masoy. It's uh, it looks like you're, you're carrying. However, umitzavar behema. The sathik is saying if it's simply extending down from the neck of the animal, then we say we says mutar she'ina behema masoy b'shabes because there's no. It sounds like again no issue masoy and shabes. However, the gemara says umanda amar. What about the other shita? 
mutar, if it's extending past a little bit past your hand, well, that's mutar. Why mibnei ifshar? Ifshar is not ifshar, it's like ifshar. Meaning, when you lead the animal, you can't possibly hold it at the end. Meaning, sometimes you need a bit of an extension past it to like hold it fast enough, you know, that you need that little bit of just to, for security purposes. So it's also palavatsorech restraining this animal. It's not considered a masoy. It's, it's not if it's a superfluous bit that you're simply carrying. Okay? However, and what about the shit of the said, the stuff if it's just hanging from the neck of the animal? It's also because it says that an animal not a carry for your Shabbos just like you're not allowed to carry. Which is, again, what we've been saying so far. So how do we understand the shit of the head of the other way around? So read Reb Chaim. He says as follows. He's umanda palig. This is the Boromath of Humatsuva. Okay. Umanda, so therefore, he, so, sorry. Um, yeah. Umanda palig, svirale de kevand in zem masoi elamushum de damile masoi. And because this isn't really a masoi, it just appears like a masoi. In other words, you're not loading the animal with a load. It's just a bit of the extension hanging off the neck of this, uh, the restraint you put around the neck of the animal. So therefore, lo gazru etzel ba'amashi at shihi atzma in the b'masoi. So what does it mean? In other words, an animal isn't mutsuva to rest. Your mutsuva on your animal to rest. That's a difference. Okay? So therefore, things that aren't really a masoi, but just michzik a masoi, that's why I said it, a little bit of the, you know, the ropes hanging down from the neck of the animal, therefore it's not a problem. Right? Uh, it's just michzik a masoi, because it's not really a masoi, and that's why I have differentiates between and why the first shita says, if it's hanging from the neck, it's okay, but if you make sure you've got nothing staying past your hand. Okay, so again, two ways to understand this machloket. So let's continue. Tani tefach miado letzavar behemasur. Now, what this sounds like is it sounds like you're not allowed to have even a tefach between your hand and the neck in terms of rope length and the neck of the animal. So you've got to pretty much hold very, very close to the neck. That's what it sounds like. Um, says, it's much more because it might appear now that you're not using it to restrain the animal. Just wait, it, it might look like you're not restraining the animal, and it looks like you're carrying a rope. However, the Gemara Bavlit, however, the Gemara, once again, let's compare it with the Bavlit. The Bavlit explains what's that tepach mean. It doesn't mean the length of the rope between the hand and the neck, rather, it's Shechevel Kamadabainihave. It's talking about you can let it sag as much as you like, but what's the tefach here? The tefach is between the bottom of the sag and the floor. That's what it's talking about. So it's clear that you're now, from a, from an onlooker's perspective, it's clear that that rope is being used to pull, pull along the animal. Because if it's resting along the ground, then it might look like you're carrying a rope and there's another rope hanging from the neck of the animal. Okay, so it's possible when it says it's not like we explained it that's a length of rope between the hand and the neck it could also mean talk about it can't sag down too far when you're pulling it on is that what you want to say yes, no 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 no. what I wanted to say is that I think Shemir Shabbos mentioned by, by animals at home you yes. say that the domestic animals when you walk a dog on Shabbos you also should have it on a very short leash ah so, so it's not sagging Birale. is it true Birale. When you walk your dog on Shabbos. No, serious. You have to have it on a short leash, no? On Shabbos. There was a time that I walked a dog on Shabbos, but uh, it, it was not a long leash. No, exactly. But, uh, no, but... Shmir Shabbos says that you have to have it very, uh, very close, not to play around with it. Okay, let's back to, let's back to the Gemara. So now the Gemara asks, if that's the case, if it's such a short length, if we're going to take a Kshuto, 
then what's muta? How can you get this animal to come along? Like, how do you restrain this animal then? It says, Anyone who wants to do the great, what you should do is you should hold it around, basically, by the collar. That's what it sounds like. If you want to do it properly, you do a hold it by the collar. It says, the sus sarkaya is a Aravisus, right? Shekashula Rutsuav, the Tzavara. They have like a collar around it. And you hold it by there, Umoshek. Okay, and that way you get a, it sounds like that's the, the kind of the best way to do it. You've all evolved all uh, problems with leashes and things like that. Okay, let's continue. So here we're talking about an animal can't go with this pack saddle. It's not like, a pack saddle is like more of a thick cloth that went over the back of it as opposed to like something you could ride upon. That's a more of a uka, I think. So it says, and Hamor can't go out with that as much if it's not tied onto it, because again, your scared, your scared is going to fall off and you'll have to carry it. And also, not a bell, even if it's plugged up not to make a sound. Why? Because it looks like you're taking it out to Shuk to sell it. Okay. It's a mardat, not the, not the yoke. No, no, yoke is something else. Mardat is like a, literally a pack saddle. It's like a thick cloth that went over the back of the animal. Okay. A sulam is a ladder that you put on the neck. Now, <laughs> you mentioned you had a dog before. So I'm not sure if you had a dog that had, had like a, a wound on its hand or something. Nowadays, they put those buckets on its head, right? So it can't bite it, right? So it's kind of miskin type of a appearance these poor dogs have. These right walk around these like buckets on their head. So what they do as well, so if this donkey had a, uh, had a wound on its hand and they didn't want it to bite it, they would put a strap like a ladder to the side of it to restrain its movement so it couldn't turn in that direction. Okay, so you can't do that. On, you can't go out with that on Shabbos. I mean, not you can't put it on, but it wouldn't be able to go into Shusarabin because it's carrying. Also, a special strap around its leg, and that's talking about a case where the animal's legs, legs knock each other. Let's continue. You're not allowed to put a chutin, that was for Simon, like a special hood around it. Also, a particular, they used to put some straps on the legs to stop them from jumping and kicking things. Okay, these all things are considered a masoid. Uh I think it's a Masoi. Okay? Um, because a few things are Shema, Shema, like Dilma, they'll fall off and you'll carry for delicious rubbing, but we'll get to them. Meaning a ram, if you like, that can't go with an agala that would put underneath its underneath its tail, right? Literally, they'd strap on like a little wagon to the back before, not when, so that it wouldn't get scratched and ruined along the way. We'll discuss that in a moment. Also, Chanunot, again, we'll discuss in the Gemara exactly what that is. Um, let's continue. We'll explain what that is also in the Gemara. Is um, the skin of a porcupine, right? So spikes. And they would put that on the teats, on, on the udders, really. We'll get to that in a moment. And also a strap that's between its horns. And that was all, again, we'll explain what that what the issue is that in the Gemara. And it's particularly says, But the para sounds like the kapshuto sounds like the cow of Rebelaza ben Azaria would go out with this strap between its horns, and it wasn't to the uh, agreement of the Chachamim. They weren't happy that it did so. Okay? Exactly what happened this para will see in the Gemara. Let's now look at the Gemara. So in Chamor, Chamor Yotzeb Mardat. Chamor can't go out with his pack saddle if it's not fastened. There's no problem in him of it going out in a chatzer with it, because the issue with this pack saddle is not that it's a masoi, because it keeps the chamor warm. The issue is it might fall off. 
Okay, so it's not considered like a carrying or burdening this animal bichlal. So therefore, there's no problem with it going out in the chatzah. Reb Shmuel, Mishem Razira says, Aflinya ukafken. Now, ikuf now, sorry, is your saddle, actual saddle that you used to ride upon or you put a, or, or a load on. So, however, Satani Yotzehi Achamor be ikuf shelo. You can't even go out with this ikuf, lechamamor, because it will keep it warm. Avaloikshor, but you can't, avaloikshor et ham masruchi, velo yashpil et haretsua tachaz navo. You're not allowed to fasten this, the, the band that went around its tummy to fasten it on, so if you climb on it, it wouldn't fall off. Also, you're not allowed to put the strap that went around its tail. Now, Rechaim explains to do that if they're going on a, to stop the saddle sliding forward, if it was going on a decline, a descent. Okay? Now, why is that? That is because, Rechaim explains, you cannot tie it on these, you cannot tie it on them because it's near Kabbalah till of Masoi, because if you start fasting in this manner, it looks like you're about to put a load on this animal. Okay, that you want to use it for, like, and do a malachar on Shabbos in, in terms of, to, you know, um, carrying things for you. So, therefore, if it's for warmth, it's fine. Now, it's particularly chamor, because chamorim, we've seen Mishnah's come quite a few times, they, they need warmth. They get colder for some reason. Okay. Okay. Reb Yirmiya Bayekame Reb Zira. Man, to minan ilin milaya, detaninan hilchot Shabbos kaharim tuluim besara. Vata marhachin. In other words, from here you see that the hilchot Shabbos are like harim tuluim besara. Now, this expression, by the way, normally means it says there's very, very few psukim in the Torah like the Chashabas, but yet there are reams of halachas, right? Huge amounts of halachas. But here he says, I'm going to bring a, a, a kasha that we see contradictions in the halachas. That, that's the gist of what he's saying here. He says, Man bein sulam I don't understand. Kishushit. This sulam that we're strapping to the neck of this animal to stop it from binding itself, no, that's a masoi. However, this kishushit, which is some sort of, if the animal's got a break and they put two boards around its legs and, and tie it on, that's like basically a splint. That's okay. What's the difference between the sulam and the kishushit? So the Gemara says, sulam yesh bo mamash, kishushit ain bo mamash. So according to Korban Eida, which Reb Chaim is going to argue with very, in, in a moment, but we'll get to it soon. He says the re- difference is what's mamash and ain bo mamash? It's whether it's something that's uh, important to you. Such that if it falls off, you wanna, you're going to want to pick it up. A sulam, you're going to want to retrieve it, where this split, you're not going to. Reb Chaim doesn't accept that. You'll see why, because of the next case. We'll get to his explanation in a moment. It says, Amrat Khanina Biatibna, I'll give you a different kasha. Maiki Shushit, which is okay. Lekmiya Mumcha. A Kmiya Mumcha is a an amulet that was used. He used to write all these amulets and, and if it was written for Mumcha was understood to have medicinal uh, features. Um it says Tatani for an animal, Asulubamanatza Bikimiya Mumcha is not allowed to take it out. Now according to Rab Chaim is a Kmiya would also be something you want to pick up. So, like what's uh, I agree with Rabhaim, he says here. It's clear that all the things in our mission has got to do with the fact it looks like a burden. And not because it might fall off. Okay, that's what I was hesitating on the mission before. Therefore, in the previous case, we differentiated between the splint and this sulam is because itself, if it has a, a need of its own, like a beneficial need of its own, then it's masoi. Then it looks like a, a, it's carrying. Meaning a ladder is, serves a benefit for you. You need a ladder as well. You could take it off and use it for your own purposes. So therefore, since it has a tzorech, that's why it nirek even though really it's functioning for the benefit of this animal. 
However, a splint is solely for the benefit of You don't need these planks of wood and a bit of a like a, a bandage around it. So therefore, that's why that, that would be the difference between the two. Okay. So it's an interesting debate here. Is it because it's Dilma Nafil or simply Gnira Kamasoi? So we're seeing, by the way, a new definition here of not just issues of it might fall off, not just it is a Masoi, but you can have other things that were called Nira la Masoi. It looks like a Masoi, therefore Chachamim said they're also Asur as well. Okay, so Amar Reb Chenina, Ve'atibne, uh, we just did that, so Amar Av Avdimi, Ve'atibne Makishit La'agen, Sha'al Gabi Amaka. So I don't understand, what's it between that, the Kishushit, a splint, and something you're like bandaging around a wound? So the Gemara says, well, I'll explain the difference. Because there's a machloket, Tanaim. Because itani tani ain't yotzi bikishit, itani yotzim. You actually have a machloket whether you can go with this kishushit. And therefore, amarav chia baradat, tnein inun, manda amar, so it's, it's a machloketanim, that which says you go with the kishushit, you're right, indeed, you could go out with this bandage, agen sha'agamaya maka, on this wound. Umanda ma ain't yotzi bikishit, ain't yotzi bagen sha'agamaya maka. Okay? In other words, indeed, that seems to be the machloket in terms of, uh, in other words, there would be a line. It's not a stira. Because if you can go out with a splint, you'll be able to go with this patch and vice versa. Okay. Um, fine. Okay, let's continue. Um, in, the next case was Now the, the Gemara says Now there's a discussion in terms of what what's the, what's Yerushalmi saying here. Now the second way Reb Chaim explains it is is explaining why you're making this agala bichlo. You're making this agala so that the tail doesn't get scratched. It's protected. However, the first explanation, which he thinks is the ikar, is he's saying the issue is, is it's effectively, it's as if you've effectively strapped a plow to the back of this poor little uh, um, uh, uh, ram. And as it's going along, it's going to make a charitz. And despite the fact that the enemy kaven, meaning you don't want it to plow along, you're just doing it to protect the tail. Nonetheless, the, vash, the shita here is, is going to the point of opinion. Or it would be asum. Okay, let's continue. Now, what's it, what does it mean, Chanunot? So, Rabbi Yehuda says it's Kippah This Kippah Shotzemer seems to be some sort of clothing they put on this sheep after they shear it to keep it warm. However, it's some sort of a herb or something, a shoresh, a root, I should say. They came from this land. They put it in the nose. This, this explanation you're probably more familiar with. That if there were like worms in the head of this uh, this poor sheep, then it would it would um, trigger it to sneeze. It would motivate it to sneeze. And as it sneeze, it would like you know shoot out these or you know encourage these little wormy things to leave. Okay. So Rav Zeira by Kamei Rav Yossi. Late had a Amrash Asul Bam Latzebek Miamuncha. Rabbi says, Ah, oh, can't you see here? Therefore, the what? That it's asur, you can mash from here the fact that we learn in our Mishnah that you can't go with these things up its nose. That that miloshmiya da asur latzabik kimiya mumcha. That's also asur to go with a kimiya mumcha. Da yachananua nami l'tzorach beema because this uh, the stuff they're putting up its nose is also l'tzorach beema. Ubevadayanli and also it must certainly be beneficial to the animal just like the kimiya shemumcha. But filuhachis nonetheless you're not allowed to put these things up the nose of the animal. So therefore, according to our mission, if that's also so to the commission would also be out. So you can derive one from the other. So Amalei in Bavlaya de Kamata Alai. Meaning, what that means is yes. So exactly, you're correct. You were able to get to the Tochen Advarim, if you like it, to the matter and understand what's going on there. 
Why is he called Bavlaya? Because he came from Bavlaya. Okay, let's get to it. Now, a small calf is not allowed to go with a gimun. Now, what's a gimun? So this, I think, is what you were thinking of before, Israel. That what? The Rav Huna Amar Bar Nira. In other words, a small calf, what they would do, they'd also they'd put like this um, mini yoke on its neck to get it used to having something on its neck at a young age, and then it'll be more easily trainable when it's older to uh, to, to actually pull a plow. So Rav Chista, Amara, Rav Chista says it's different. It's actually pin, it's a pinkasa, which uh, it sounds like a face mask. I read Rav Chaim, it says, it's like a, a, a fabric, I think, it's a put on the face, face of this uh, egel to when they're trying to wean it off its mother, right, to stop it from eating, uh, from drinking the milk, sorry. So Amara Barav, Huna Amara, it says, Shartua, it's another type of, it's not like a muzzle that puts something in its in its mouth, a shipud. Again, that would prevent it from drinking milk from its mother. That's when they're trying to get the this baby calf to graduate, to come off, uh, you know, start eating solids. Okay, let's get to itani tani gimun. Some say that actually the in our Mishnah it's referred to as gimun, and itani tani like we've got. Now others say it's actually gimul. So madamre gimun, this issue that the time that says gimun, which is like we have in our Mishnah, that seems to be like the pasuk halachof kaagmon roshon that they will be. Kefifa, they will be bent over like a Agmon Rosho. Now, Agmon, Reb Chaim says, is a type of machat, like a bent machat, that they were like a hook that used to catch fish. And that seems to assist, meaning support the explanation of Rav, Rav Huna, because he says it's like this, this yoke that they put on its neck to encourage, to train it to sort of bend down. So, Kofef, okay? Omanda Amrad, you know, Mishnah Yishrit Gimul, because it's based on the Pasuk, Vata'aleu Ima Kasher Gemalato. Now, gemalato means to wean it off food. Ah, so man amar gimun mesayel rav huna, like we said. Man amar gimul mesayel ababar rav rav huna rav rav huna as well. They both said it was some sort of a contraption they used to wean it off food. Okay. In any event, you can't go with either of them. Much Let's continue. Below parab oraki kupa. Now, why was that? Shuno tena ora kupa bein bein dadaya. They put this. Uh, this, the, the, the skin, the spikes on the on the um, udders, or not udders, the teats, if you like, of the of the cow. Again, to prevent the it's from feeding its child. Now, if you remember the parish Mishnahs, the Vatanura says it's actually to stop other animals from eating from this cow. But anyway, whatever, it's still to protect its uh, protect the the teats, if you like. From being um, drunk from. Let's continue. What, now, what's going on with this case with Rabalaz of Nazaria and this strap between the horns? So it sounds like it was some sort of like excessive protection that was unnecessary, and therefore it was um, therefore it was considered masoy. So Rabbah Rav Shmuel that even to pull it along it would be it would be asu. As I just explained to you. Um, uh, I'll read Rochaim, it says, Even if it was put between its horn in order to pull the animal along with, and that was to protect it, it would still be Asur. Because it's excessive for a para to have that form of restraint. Okay? Since you'd be able to restrain a cow with much less than that, it's considered a muscle. Okay, that's what's going on. Rav B'Shem Shmuel says, karna kuducha mutar. So according to uh, Rav Barbara brings in Shmuel, he says, if, however, it was drilled into the, if you like, the horns, then it would be mutar. So he understands that nitura territory is not a problem. Even if it's excessive, it's okay. It's okay. 
So what's why we what, what's the difference if it's drilled in or not? Ah, the difference is we're concerned it might fall off. So again, two understandings what's going on in the mission. One understanding is the problem is that it's a excessive protection. That's why it was a problem. The Chachamim weren't happy. There's nothing wrong with excessive protection. If the issue was, it might fall off. So, so the Gemara says, He brings a Kashin in front of Rabba, who said in the Shmuel that excessive protection is okay. The concern is it might fall off. Because if you recall, this was this uh, camel we mentioned in the mission that would this female white camel that needed excessive protection. And it said that only that Nakak would have a ring between its nose. Mashma was only the animal that required such high levels of protection. And if you did it for any other animal, it would be the Masoi. So you see that excessive protection is a problem. That's why it's a Kashron Shmuel. So it must be that the issue with the horns, the, um, the, the strap between the horns was that it was excessive protection. Let's continue. Rab Zira said, B'Shem Shmuel. That an ox that seems to be uh, a bit wild, a bit hard to restrain, you can go out with this prumbio. That's that bit they put in its mouth, a halter. They also did so. Rav Laya said, said the Rabbi Yehuda, that a dog can go out with like a collar, it sounds like. Okay? Soger, it sounds like a collar. I know you just you made an action of a muzzle, but read Reb Chaim. Soger, it's a hukamin tabat, but savaro. Sounds like a collar to me. Okay. The im and now the Gemara says im lahakot lahakot bo. If you're doing it to um, hit the animal against, then it's asur because it's not a restraint thing. Aval im bishvush lo lechol afsarol, then it'd be mutar. If you did it so that the wouldn't that that the afsarol, that's the that's what you're talking about. The, like the the bridle, if you like, went around there, wouldn't scratch against its neck, so it's to protect its neck. Then it'll be mutar because you're doing it as part of the restraint and looking after the animal. So gniva amar halachahi uba. In other words, what what the Gemara is now trying to address here is what was it with this paratosha rebel Azara? Was it really his cow? Or the first understanding is no, he was just paskining that. So everyone was following that that explanation. Halachi halachahi hayamalamed ba. That's what we're talking about in the Mishnah. Rav Yehuda Bar Pazi said, and Rav Dalia also, they said to him, they said to him, either stand, you're going to have to be, stand away from us. Sounds like some sort of nidui or like, or take, take, the, take the strap off. Now what it sounds like, it sounds like it was Mamasha Mesa. In that situation, not a hora'a, but a mace. If they said oh, remove it, it sounds like it was something you had to take action against. Abregosi Barbun, it says, Shea matris kenegdan. The matris is, it says, Bahalacha like, like a tris is like a shield, I think, right? That's why it says he was like really assertive with the salacha, and that's why Oshlobratson Chachamim. Amar of Hanin, Hananya, Pamechat, Yatsabi, Shir Shenea, Benatzomot. It seemed to be, in other words, According to Reb Chaim, he says, says, because of the michshol that came out by his psak, it sounds like he fasted so much that his teeth went black. And that's an explanation we've seen before. However, he says, no, when it says parato, it's not referring to literally an animal. It's talking about his wife went out. In other words, went out with Rutsua, not Barakanea, but if you look at the Mishnah, it's a, it says, it's saying it's, she went out 
I read Rokhaim, it says, I mean, she was going out with something the Chachamim said she's not allowed to go out with. Because the they gave, they referred to as a para. Now, nowadays, it's not such a complimentary thing to call a woman a para, right? You get into a lot of trouble. However, it sounded like if you look at the Psukim, it says, So you see expression here in, in Navi, in Shoftim, that it says um, that Ishto is referred to as Egla, so like a sign of affection. Now we call out, we call, you know, other pet names or other animals seem to be okay, but para's not. But it sounds like a para, that, that was okay. I don't know. Okay. However, let's continue. Taman Amrin, in Babel, this is the answer you're probably most familiar with. They gave an ex- a different explanation. It wasn't his para. It was a para of his next door neighbor. Shrem Toheta. And what's it teaching? It's, Can a person get punished because of what his neighbors are? Beirut? The answer is yes. Amarav Kira Kiris sorry, Diyadma, that's where he's from. Lelametra says, since you should call Mishu Sfeke Biadolim Chot, anyone's got the capacity to object, and the Mocha individual is doing an Avera, the Emu Machen does not do so, Kilkal Totliobo, then the Kilkul, the error that the person do, is attributed to him. Okay? He's, uh, if you like, punished for it, he's, he's accountable for it. Without it, Andrach, Perak, 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 Next parak is Bame Isha. Mitzvah Shem tomorrow. Call to.